all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Santa Claus. Informed sources report legions of junior citizens are making monumental efforts not to cry and not to bow. Meanwhile, letters by the thousands have been flooding postal facilities at the North Pole. Doggone thing always conks out when you... Well, hello there. Uh, my name's Special Delivery Kluger, SD for short. Oh, I've got lots of letters for Santa today. And every year, they're the same. Some ask for toys, but a lot ask questions. Like you take this one. I bet one of you wrote it. Dear Santa, why do you wear a red suit? Uh-huh. I thought so. And this one. My turn. Dear Santa, why do you come down the chimney when I'm asleep? How about these? Why do you have whiskers? Why do you live at the North Pole? Why do you leave presents? And why do you always come on Why is your sleep? Why is some dear girl call you Chris Kingo? Why? 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 Now hold on, hold on. <laughs> do anybody remember that? If you was born in the 60s on up, you will remember that. Now, before I say what this is and why I'm uh, talking about this, I grew up, and maybe you have to, grew up looking at these great Christmas animations and Christmas puppet. I call them puppet shows or whatever like that. Great classics, man, growing up. Watching these Christmas movies, they came every year before Christmas or during Christmas, between Christmas Eve and Christmas. And you probably wonder why I'm talking about Christmas. No, this, this is not an uh, uplifting Christmas. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying, remember the feeling that us as kids, I was born in 64. And the end of the baby boomers, I would say. And whoever was whoever was born in that time going into just say the mid 70s and 70s going into the mid 70s. You remember this show. It came out in 1969 and the name of it is Santa Claus coming to town. <laughs> Santa Claus coming to town. Now, this is going to ring a bell with a lot of people that. I don't know about other countries. If you listen to me internationally, I don't know about that. But here in America, it was an American, American-made movie called uh, Santa Claus Coming to Town. And the man you heard speaking, talking to the children, the children asking questions about Santa and everything, of course, was the voice of the uh, Fred Astaire, the great dancer Fred Astaire. And the, uh, the animation or the puppet or the, the, the dial that they used looked just like Fred Astaire. And they used to amaze us then. But I look back at that and how much we believed. 
I don't know if I ever believed in Santa Claus. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I never have, but I was infatuated with the thought of it. You know, it was just something very different and very sometimes evil uh, spiritual about Christmas and believing in Santa Claus and stuff like that. But it wasn't only Santa Claus coming to town. But you remember Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Happy New Year and all those other shows. And then the cartoons, uh, Frosty the Snowman and different things like that. Then they had, they used a lot of the, uh, old school actor voices at that time. Most of them came out between early sixties and the late sixties, I believe. I know this is saying that it came out in 1969. Uh, Santa Claus come to town. And I would sit up and watch this now and still get that so-called traditional Christmas feeling. It's a spirit. It's not a <laughs> not a real spirit, but you get that that type of feeling even when you watch those shows if you grew up in that time and as a little child. Now, why as I'm saying this, I'm thinking about this. That's how we got to come to the Lord sometimes. That's how we got to come to God like a little child. And the way we looked up to this fictional Santa Claus, because I believe a lot of us really believe that we knew Santa Claus was fictional, but it felt so good to believe in a person that's not real. And then we was on the fist. We wasn't sure a lot of us, but we, I know myself, let's speak for myself. I had a feeling Santa was not real. And so Santa was different to me. It was something joyful about the spirit of that so-called Christmas and dark about this Santa Claus character in my life growing up and everything, you know, in the mid 70s. That's really because this came out of 79. So it was like the mid to the late 70s when I really took hold of it because I was only born in 64. So this came out after I was, of course, I was 69. So I just really got into it maybe between 73 to 75 and up from there. But my point is, I remember that infatuation that I had and couldn't wait every year for these fictional shows of Christmas. It was something about Christmas that had a stronghold on a lot of us youngsters and it felt so beautiful. But you know the thing about that? <clears throat> That's eerie about it. That tells you how Satan, when the Bible talks about Satan, can come as an angel of light and even work through movies and animations and stuff like that. Even back then, you know, it, it, you have that certain feeling that you still enjoy watching it. I can watch it now and I laugh at it because it looks so corny and I know there's nothing real about it. It's just a movie, but you still had kids back then or even today believe in Santa Claus, believe it or not. But I'm not talking about this because it's October and going into December. That's going to come. But it's, it amazes me how you can covet and want a certain season. And you look forward for these movies and these animations and stuff to come. You cannot wait. And we give so much attention to seasons. Uh, Christmas and Thanksgiving. Some people were Halloween or whatever like that. We give credence to those seasons over. And I'm talking about believers over credence to our Lord and Savior. And it's, it's, it, I, 
I'm talking about this. This is what's not planned. I just happened to see this movie come on. I said, let me talk about this. That's how I roll. You know, I just want to talk about this. You know, I just, I have a, I can make something to talk about just by looking at a commercial or looking at an old clip or a thought coming to my head. And then I would do a show, a podcast, and I would make, put a biblical perspective on it because it can't get away with that. You can put a biblical perspective just about on everything because who's the creator? God. And our thoughts and our thinking and everything like that, God knows all things, our deep thoughts, our past thoughts, why we felt this way, why we do that, why we done that, and what we're going to do in the future, when we're going to leave the earth and whether we're going to heaven or hell, or the lake of fire, I might say, God knows all things or whatever like that, but we don't. And through those cycle of changes of me getting older and growing out of that stuff, us as believers, we as believers need to grow out of traditional religion as well. That tingling feeling when you used to go to church, the little pastoral revivals and a little overnight eating and cooking and, you know, those little things and plays and stuff like that and whatever traditional religious things that we held on or some still hold on to, you know, and most of that was fictional. It wasn't led by God. It was just man-made traditions and everything. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm deep on traditions. And that's why I talk about traditions a lot because some traditions are evil and some are good. So I'm not knocking all traditions, but my point is how a tradition can carry you from a child to a grown up, even in church becoming a real believer many back then when when i went to church we felt that if we we had to do so much to be saved it was a challenge man we had to just do so much to try to get saved and then after we thought we were saved we had to do this and do that to try to stay saved because that's what we was taught you know my point is this innocent this appearing innocent show like Santa Claus is coming to town. How beautiful and how wonderful and how fun and feely, feely good it can be. It's also deceiving. And I don't, I don't know if the makers made it that way or they done that on purpose. And I'm not saying that because I don't know the history of it. Because a lot of movies that's made got a dark history. And what's also important, whoever made these type of movies is very important what they believe in. What is their faith? What do they believe in? Are they atheists? Do they believe in God or do they believe in a God or what do they believe in? It's very important to know that about how they make their movies. Even when an unbeliever make a Jesus movie, he's going to make it somewhat secular or even Hollywood because he don't have that spiritual guidance, you know, to tell them the real truth about the word of God. And then we have a believer make a movie. They make it like a traditional way of Christians used to looking at Christianity and stuff like that. So, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's never really right on the head when it comes to the biblical perspective, because if they do it their way, the Bible is so much they got to add to. I got to understand you got to put things in it because you don't know the dark side. You don't know what they done when they was in the rooms by themselves or whatever like that. So you got to add live and add things to it, you know, stuff like that. When you're talking about the Bible or trying to make a Bible movie, I get that and everything. So that's why many people miss out because they try to add what What's missing. So it depends where you what you believe. But back to this. Uh, 1969, 
Santa Claus coming to town. Man, I was still, I'm going to look at it now. I'm going to look at it now just to say, wow, how much I like those movies. I still like Scrooge. I still look at the Scrooge. My my favorite Scrooge is called Alistair Sims. It's my favorite Scrooge movie because there's so many Scrooges, but Alistair Sims is one of my faves. I don't think nobody top his acting of playing Scrooge. I look at it not because I believe it. I look at it not because, you know, it. I want to be, I want that, uh, that, that fictional feeling, but I look at it because, you know, I know now that what people really believe and how much joy people can conjure up over a movie is just like good and evil. Most movies also give you a little picture of good and evil. They're fictional, but they give you something of a good and evil that's really going on that uh, uh, without them even knowing, they understand there is a battle between good and evil, God and the devil, whether they believe it or not. It's something they, they are fatuated with. In life, even when an unbeliever like the Stephen Kings and uh, uh, Francis Ford Coppola's and many people that made great movies, man. You know, even some, a lot of unsaved people made great Bible movies. They wasn't saved, but they got the concept because they understood the feelings and stuff like that, man. Just imagine if we put our belief and just believing these movies and these feelings has nothing close to matching what God has planned for us as the church, the body of Christ and the heavenly places, the spiritual blessings that God has for us. We spend a lot of time in this flesh because the flesh comes and goes. Our mind and our heart changes every time. So feeling good is never feeling bad. Feeling good is always great. You know, it's so much lack of it now. And we, 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 uh, let me, let me put it this way. We live life based on basically the majority of the time about how we feel. And that's our predicament, how things is going to go in our life, which is far from the truth. You know, whatever happens in life really has nothing to do to what you feel. Those things just happen. The feeling is going to either feel good or they're going to feel bad. That's a deception. But there is a spiritual place called the heavenly places that God has for anybody that just believe what his son has done. Death death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ according to 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4. We can have a real spiritual encounter with God that goes beyond feelings, that goes beyond emotions, that goes beyond fictional expectations of waiting for Santa Claus come to town and all whatever movies or whatever comes every year that feeds us every year and turns our emotions up and down, you know, in our life here in America and now around the world, but mainly in America. That's something I want you to think of. That's a nugget for the day to think about that. These little fun movies that made us feel good. And I look at it now and I still get a little chill and feel good. But that's the deception also that don't last. It's only seasonal because you can look at a movie like this in the summer and feel different. You feel more of it in the wintertime because it's close to that holiday. Man, there's something eerie about that, but that's what's going on. I want you to look at that, okay? Think about what I'm saying. This is Joseph Brownlee, topic of the day, body of Christ, real talk. Let's give that other, let's give that love to Jesus Christ because he has a real place for anybody that believe what his son has done in the heavenly places. God bless you. Peace out. Love you all.
We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.